Hey Geekscapists, welcome to a brand new Geekscape podcast. This is Jonathan London. We're going to be talking pop culture, mainly movies, video games, comics, TV. Um, what else do we cover? Every now and then we like to talk about... No, no, we don't talk about that. No, yeah, it's basically movies, video games, comic books, and television. And if you're a pop culture fanatic um, and this is your first Geekscape, then sit back, enjoy. Uh, I like to sit down every week and talk to somebody who works in that world or is a friend who has a, a pretty distinct opinion on the show or on that world. And uh, of course, this is the road to Comic-Con. So in mid-July, we'll be back at our old Comic-Con booth like we are every year. And we're hoping that you guys come and visit. We have a ton of stuff planned for that week. Uh, one of our recent guests, Dan Fogler, said that he wants to come and sign. So if you're a fan of Fantastic Beasts or uh, fanboys, <laughs> come and meet Dan and pick up his, uh, his comic book, Brooklyn, uh, Brooklyn Gladiator, which I've been reading, and, uh, and all that. I, I just know that Dan and I have been talking about getting him to the booth, and that'll be fun. But there's tons of stuff that we have planned for Comic-Con, including a ton of new shirts. Uh, it's going to be great. Now I think we're officially on the road to Comic-Con. So um, without further ado, let's talk to my good friend Tim Jennings, who hasn't been on the show in years it's been a while <laughs> and i feel ill-equipped because I, you know i know you're on your road to comic con here but i sw- i really thought we were going to talk about sparkling water on the show today <laughs> like i was thinking this what is, is going to be we're talking about our favorite Lacroix. i like refreshy <laughs> oh i've not had that one <laughs> Lacroix um seems like uh you know like it, it is clearly uh what what's the one juggalos drink uh, that's a that's Fago, it's not Fanta Fago, Fago, Fago. yes. So, so it, but that's not really sparkling water. Yeah, no, that's no, but, pop. But Lacroix feels like what hipster like the hipster Fago. <laughs> <laughs> like there's if there's a hipster version of, of ICP, they'd spray Lacroix on everybody. Um, listen, uh, I, I tell you, Tim, there are lots of hipster versions of ICP. Um, I went this past weekend. Uh, my roommate Kurt works at Titmouse Animation. Mm-hmm. And he invited me. Titmouse Animation, uh, for those who don't know, I think they do a lot of the Adult Swim and all those yeah. kind of like alternative cartoons. Uh, and they all, every year they do a smash party. And the smash party is held in the parking lot at Titmouse, the animation studio. And they put up a batting cage. And you bring whatever you want. In this case, Kurt and I just replaced a microwave. So Kurt brought the microwave. And you have a minute to, to walk into the cage, put the thing down, and smash the shit out of it. I love with, that idea. Yeah, and you can smash it with, um, uh, you know, uh, baseball bats, bowling balls. Like, they have all sorts of different weapons in there. Yes. But you got to go in with... Uh, and, and, of course, there are, uh, there's, like, arena seating on these bleachers that you can watch people in there smashing stuff. This is the Why isn't there a video of this? Is there a video <laughs> well, of this yeah, online? Yeah, you got to... Well, are you... I mean... We, Can I, I go? Do we follow each other on Instagram? Are you on Instagram? Uh, you know what? I just got back on Instagram. Well, let's do it because I, I, I put on Instagram live a couple of the videos, but they're not permanent, so they're not on there now. Um, but yeah, people were smashing TV sets. Oh, I, saw, I saw a lot of widescreen TV sets. I saw a lot of um, old Macs. Oh, yeah? Well, yeah. Everybody's yeah, got an old I saw the tower. Old Mac in their garage. The, the ones with the screens, the, like the big screen ones. Um, 
Uh, I, and I, I did not see a lot of micro, uh, microwaves. What I saw was a lot of printers and scanners. Yeah, of course. Everybody's <laughs> got a, at least three printers at home that don't work. <laughs> What's great about those is like when you smash them, that printer dust comes out. <laughs> is that great though? <laughs> is like, that the great part? I'm like, that guy's going to fucking die in three years. <laughs> like, let's go smash some asbestos tubes in front yep. of the audience. But Your um, body's full of unknown chemicals, sir. <laughs> so, you're, so you're wearing like a, just one of those cheap... Like 3M, like masks that you beautiful see people that and live some in Hong goggles Kong too. Wearing, I hope and some goggles. Yeah, and you go in there and you just smash the shit out of things, and you have a minute to do it. And the crowd is, you know, they get into it. A lot of people have old glassware. Um, oh Jesus, glassware! The the reason I mention it is because they also have a section with these bands playing, <laughs> and this band, this band that I discovered. Uh, is called the Radioactive Chicken Heads. Okay. And they're like a punk band, but they all wear like giant chicken heads. Like they would be characters at, at Disneyland or something. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And they rock out wearing them. <laughs> and just go online and Google, uh, Google this because I'm like, is this a hipster thing? Is this really actually a punk rock thing? Is this just like insanity? Like I don't know what this it, is. It, you know, but it's, it's, it's really entertaining. It sounds like if you have an event like that, you have to have bands there that are sort of thematically appropriate. And I can't really think of another kind of band that you would want there. Although I will tell you... It was a goblin rock band. That makes sense to yeah. me. Wait, do you mean a band be... that covers goblin? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. I understand that. But they were like fantasy themed. But it was, it was like it's a hardcore metal. Yeah. And so I was like, eh. you know, I like, the, I like the punky chicken headband. Can you bring your own weapons to this thing, or do they supply the weapons? They supply the baseball bats and the bowling balls and the and cowards. It, 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 it's nothing. Nothing sharp. I I didn't witness anything sharp being used. So I'm thinking, all right. I think it's just baseball bats and uh, and it surprised me how many people like brought plates and things like that and used the technique of I'm going to throw it up and swing at it. Yeah. And actually connected. Wow! Like there was a, there was a pretty there was great, athletic, there was athletics there was happening. A really great batting average. Um, at the same time, Geeks gave us you know former guest Nick Scown who's been on the show quite a bit. Uh, he had a screenplay reading last night, and we go to the screenplay reading, and, and before, we, before we got there, people were hanging out and barbecuing, and HQ came on. Do you know what HQ is? Uh, it's the trivia show that like you know what's you do on your funny. Cell phone? This just crossed my path last night. And now you're talking about it too, and I feel yeah. like I'm entering into an HQ realm now. I, I had heard of it, but yeah. I didn't know it was the phenomenon that it was. Like a friend a, of like mine's wife finished it last night, apparently. And uh, so she won $320. Because oh, you win actual money? Yeah, so this is how it is, Geekscape. It's like you download HQ on your phone, and it's almost unbearable because the host, look, the host is brutally bad. And oh, I think no. that might be part of it. Okay. But every now and then you get like a celebrity, like supposedly Robert De Niro popped up on HQ when there was an answer related to something in his career, and he gave some smart-ass response to the people who missed it. And so you're basically playing who wants to be a millionaire-ish type trivia that gets incrementally harder through 13 rounds. I believe it's 13 rounds. And the answers, there are three answers, and obviously only one is correct, and you have 10 seconds to tap that answer on your phone. And the opening round is fairly easy, uh, but it gets incrementally harder. Um, and the host says something really witty and stupid uh, after, after the, uh, each round because 
if you're playing and you pick a wrong answer, it shaves you out of the group. So you get like cold. There's like a culling. So, uh-huh. so I think last night uh, it started out and I think there were like 1.3 million people starting out. And in one round, I think it was round five or six, like 750,000 of them just got wiped out because it was a pretty hard How many hard hours run. are you playing this no, no, for? No. Each round is 10 seconds. So oh, the, and so, so the whole game is really only lasting 30 minutes. Ooh, I like this. Minutes. This is my new, this is going to be my yeah, new job. So, 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 so <laughs> it's, on, it's on your cell phone. And, uh, and in, there's a million dollars up for grabs. And whoever, in, in, I don't know how the million dollars gets decided. It's, I don't know if it's like, the, like whatever isn't won in the previous week. I don't know if it's out of a pool or what. Okay. It fluctuates each week. I doubt it's a million dollars each week, but last week. You couldn't be. But last, I mean, how do they do you, is it that? Is it a subscription service? Well, you have to sit through like the first five minute intro. And this commercials. Talking, and I think he mentioned some sponsors. It's brutally hard. And the thing is, you have to sit through it. You can't like jump in two minutes in. You have to be there at the start of the program. Okay. To be in the, the and so it starts pool. at it like at certain times of night. It's I like think one last time night one there's at is six it, o'clock. Okay, and it only there's only one. They there's do one, one, one a day. They do one a week, I think. Oh, I got to get on this now. This I feel like a, this is a Bitcoin thing happening to me where I'm heard about <laughs> it and I'm gonna drag my heels and by the time <laughs> I want to do it, it's like okay, we'll see you in two weeks. The next one you can sign up for is in two weeks. I think by six by round six or seven we were out like. Because we had three phones going, and one phone lasted till I think answer five. Yeah, and then I think we I think the next phone dropped out at like answer six or seven. How easy is it to cheat? Uh, it's too fast. I mean, you got ten seconds. You can't even be like Alexa. Google. What's this? Like, if Alexa can get off her ass and answer <laughs> your question. <laughs> so, so we're, first off, the host is creepy as hell, and it, and, he, and he has live responses. And to his credit. He's not a bad mechanized host. It's a human being, but you can tell that he's re- he's re- he's responding live because he's commenting on how many people just got like kicked out of the mm-hmm. game, and you can continue to watch after you've been kicked out. Okay, you just can't answer. And my buddy Anthony also won last night. He posted up on Facebook that he won, and he ended up with three hundred twenty dollars because uh, if there's several. Tens of thousands of people that made it through that million dollars gets split up, and by the end of it, you end up yeah. with three hundred twenty dollars. So um, sticking around to watch after you get kicked off is some horseshit. It's no, like it's take like, your life back. That's like that's like that's like watching porn after you came. Like, <laughs> like you know what? Mm, let's see where this goes now. <laughs> yeah, let, 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 after you've come, you, you're getting that porn off the screen as fast as you can. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to sit around and watch a bunch of people win the money you were hoping would pay your bill that week. <laughs> if you're sitting there going, big money, no whammies, no whammies. <laughs> oh, let me pick my favorite. I, I'm a fan now. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, and, and, and it's painful to watch. But I hadn't heard of it. Well, I think I'd heard of it, but I'd never witnessed it. And I met this party, and I, can, and I started to understand watching everybody why this thing had turned into a bit of a phenomenon. I mean, over a million people had started playing, were in this game yeah. at the beginning of it. Um, and as I'm watching them, I realized that it, although it, it doesn't have a lot to do with Geekscape, all of the running athletic stuff that I've been doing the last couple of years was perfect when the running man happens. Like, like I'm, I'm saying it right now. On the oh, when show. we actually get there as a society to you running man? I, I, it's probably another couple months. Oh yeah, man, it's coming. You. So like, I'm, I'm just, I'm saying it right now, I'm gonna skip the whole prison term thing and I'm gonna volunteer in the running man. Yeah. Letting you guys know here on Geekscape. And um, 
I already know I'm going to be yeah. Vincent, Vincent, but I'm going to be Price or Hadat, one of the two of them. <laughs> Who's the other guy? I don't know, but I, I want to be in the running, man, especially just seeing how invested the people watching this were. were. I mean, yeah. they were so invested in winning what turned out to be $320, which isn't a whole lot to smirk at. Like, you'll enjoy having a little bit of that extra cash in your pocket. Sure, that play, that buys some clothes. I'll take that, yeah. So, that's, two, that's at least two or three trips to the grocery store for my family. <laughs> so, you've got that Kids money. Kids got to eat. Kids got to eat. And and, and, um, and so, they just got me pumped for the running, man. And you know what? I'll admit right now, um, I'm disappointed that I voted for Trump because it's clear <laughs> it's clear he's not going to keep his campaign promise of, of enacting the purge because that also would have been a lot of fun. Um, so fuck you, Trump. Yeah, well, it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> just, he's still, he could still get there. Just kidding. <laughs> that's he's he's saving that one. He's like this is that's in his back pocket. <laughs> For, for when shit really goes down like for his, him. His, when he turns things to 11 on distraction Yeah, later. yep. Guess what, everybody? The purge is tomorrow. <laughs> You've got 24 hours. Uh, I could, But again, I couldn't help but see... I couldn't help but think, witnessing how pumped people were playing this game, I couldn't help but think, yeah, we are primed for one of these... Hunger Games. Yeah, shows. it seems like it. We're setting we're setting all the dominoes up for it. Certainly, <laughs> um, let me ask you this: Isn't it crazy that we've had a Total Recall remake and not a Running Man remake? Well, I think that the problem with the Running Man re- remake is the climate became Hunger Games for so long. Oh, that's true. Because that, there's such an element of Running Man, the Running Man in Hunger Games and Battle Royale and stuff like that. Yeah, but the, but the thing is that that's different is in that you've Persian. got. Like you've, it's Running Man is way grittier than Hunger Games in in, sure. in that it, it's it's set in already destroyed already destroyed city. Yeah, like they're out in the forest running around and stuff like that. Yeah, but there are parts of Detroit and Camden that would that are basically that. Like Flint still doesn't have water. We're, we're, we're that's going to be Running the, Man. That's what I'm telling you. I was like, There's nothing. I was like, we're living the remake of Running Man. It's true. Like we really are. We're we're, getting, we're there. I understand because it's like get your ass to Mars, and I'm like, okay, we well that remake was which we all want to do. Lame. Yeah, and we all want to do that. Running Man. It's like whatever. We're there. Hide your kids. Hide your wife. Like, <laughs> that shit happened. <laughs> the remake. Of, I mean, that's what I'm telling you. The remake. That's women and children down there. Happened. <laughs> Cross the T's and dot the I's. There he's put the pen in the dude's back in the running man. So Tim, I feel like I've uh, I've talked to you enough about. I've warmed you up. All enough. right, I'll see you for, later. No, for, for your return to Geekscape, I've warmed you up. I've warmed you up enough. What what's going on with you? What what is this? Um, you you wrote me and you said Jonathan, the lust you hoard is putting out an album. We put it. We're putting the, the band. The band's getting back together. <laughs> well, since I've known you, you've been in this improv group. Yes, every every single like time I've been on Geekscape, every other podcast that I've been on as a guest, I always have mentioned this improv group, the Lusty Horde that I'm yeah. in, and it, it still is an improv group. But we don't do shows live anymore. Um, we do them. We record them, and it's like it's so much better now really? than it was before. What do you mean? So we improvise a uh, sci-fi and fantasy show. Yeah. It's an anthology series. And we, we go to what was the Nerdist School mm-hmm. um, to record. Now it's called the Ruby, but it was the Nerdist School before. Where is it? It's in Hollywood. It's like was connected to the now-gone Meltdown Comics. Like We've talked about the Meltdown Comics disappearing on the show before. And supposedly that's all going to turn into mixed-use space. Like They're going to yeah. bulldoze most of that and turn it into apartment condos and businesses. 
uh, people don't know exactly what's going right. to happen. But I can tell you this, and anybody who's listening that has been to Meltdown, so we went and recorded uh, the first episode of our second season there like two weeks ago. Wait, well, you guys have been around for a decade at least. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We've been doing this. Second season of us recording it. Yeah, I know. Um, and we opened the door to where, because the, the podcast booth used to connect to mm-hmm. the store. You would go in through the store and come in. And so we opened the door that used to lead into the store and expecting that there would be like a brick wall there now. But it wasn't. It was just a dark void that you couldn't see into. It was literally like somebody took Meltdown Comics, cast some sort of spell, and now there's just a, a void, it's like a, a dimensional void there. It's, a, it's blacker than black. Yeah, it, yeah, yes. It's like, no, don't step into it. Yes, so, it's so, it was so dark in there that even the sound did not escape. It was wow. a black hole. It was really eerie. Um, anyway, <clears throat> so we, we record there, and now what we do is we do the same shows that we would have been doing live, but we record them and add sound effects and music and modulate our voices to fit our characters. So, like, I can be a demon now, but, like, I've actually got a demon yeah. voice. And, and we can, you know, populate the, like, we have a, a horror. One of our episodes takes place in a haunted house. And we have, like, other, we can put other ghost sounds in That's there so and stuff smart. like that. And it's, it's taken the stories that we used to tell live on stage and turned them into this whole new thing that's like so great every single episode of our first season which they're all online right now by the way and it's a podcast it's a podcast you can find it anywhere you find podcasts you can find the lusty horde and um every one of our episodes is like a little bite-sized chunk of either you know like sci-fi sci-fi fantasy fantasy. we've got a space adventure we've got like wizards on a quest we've got matt kelly's gonna be so happy (laughs) it's and our last episode that we that we just put out is one of my favorites um, it's called Plyborgs and the Cybercone of Destiny, and it's basically Transformers, but they're made of wood. <laughs> um, it's so it's so great. <laughs> they're really shitty. They're t- I, it's ter- It's so great. It's so great and I'm awful. A, I'm a college professor at Geekscapist that I know some of you aren't surprised by because you've known me for years. But uh, one of the things you face when you're a college professor is you're teaching millennials, and you have to explain to them that Transformers isn't where it ended, and that there were GoBots and Rock Lords. We talked about that on the show. Yeah, and that seems a l- pretty dangerously close to the Rock Lords. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Which is basically yes. a robot that transforms into a fucking rock that yes. you then throw. Somebody tried to sell us on those toys, and you know what? We bit. Yeah, we <laughs> did. And, and so did our parents. My, they, they bought, my God, I had Rock Lords. We actually, what's funny is, in <laughs> the like top of the... Yeah, there's the gold one. In fact, if you go, if we actually posted a picture of this one called Nugget on Twitter after we we released Plyborgs, because I talk about Nugget in the episode before we before we do Plyborgs. Nugget is the gold one. If you guys had Rock Lords, Nugget was the, a gold Nugget that turned into a kind of a cool looking robot, but then ultimately was just a gold Nugget that if you threw it at somebody it would hurt. Um, so. Talk to me about this. How long have you been... Uh, how many episodes were in the first season? Uh, the first season has um, se- six actually genuine full-length uh, episodes of The Horde. I think that's so smart because uh, there are like... There's so many great narrative podcasts mm-hmm. that are done in the improv format. What's the one that they record at Largo? Uh, um, oh, oh, a Thrilling Adventure. Thrilling Adventure. So, yeah, Thrilling I, Adventure Hour. I tried listening to it. I wasn't totally... Into it, it felt a little too ham high for me. It felt a little too, 
you know, magic tonic water for me. And I was It's like, very much a take on a... They wanted it theirs to be a radio play. And that's fine. Yeah. Um, a part of me... And I know it's got a huge audience. And... But it just didn't work for me. For me, I was like, hey, if I'd have seen this live, I'd yeah. all aboard. But, oh, yeah, I think watching it recorded live. So you guys don't do both? Like when you're improvising this thing and recording it, is there an audience at all? No, we tried to do it that way. Um, but our we couldn't because like... People will stop showing up. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, more people would show up. <laughs> um, no, we the mics wouldn't stay on us. I mean, that's really like we we would because uh, we're very physical in our shows, yeah. and like you know, it's like we're you know we're emulating aliens, so now we're space marines and we're trekking through and we're fighting and like also making the noises on stage of guns. We don't do that in the studio. We just we know we're gonna layer gun noises in later, so we don't. We just make the motions with our hands, and then we like so we know what we're doing. Each other's doing. So I've seen uh, Lusty Horde at iOS, which the late <laughs> iOS, and I want to talk to you about iOS because it was a lot of like talking about the closing of iOS, yeah. the Improv Olympic, um, that I didn't know because it was really inside baseball for you guys, um, and it just it felt like jokes were being made and communicated about the closing that I wasn't getting because I wasn't a regular, which is fine, but. They sounded really funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, but but watching some you great guys, painful comedy came out. Obviously, of that if you're doing like a machine gun and it's like, and you're making the sound, if the sound isn't there, how are you communicating to your fellow improviser? This is the machine gun that I'm giving you. Obviously, you're doing the hand thing right. and you're doing. I've got a machine gun. <laughs> it's it's really doing, crazy. Like, how like, do they pick up on that, knowing that there's gonna be a sound effect added? We just have to watch each other. It's really like a, been a process of figuring out how to convey that to each other and it basically comes down to just like wild pantomiming like mm. if i'm like trying to convey to kevin that McShane. as another, yeah kevin mcshane right the show. yeah kevin kevin mcshane um who is a really talented um artist uh who had a comic book uh, yep called Toopy dupes and um Toopy dupes i said called it Toopy dupes oh did you sorry kevin sorry kevin love you Toopy dupes <laughs> um, Kevin actually does some fantastic artwork for every single one of our episodes. He has original character artwork that he posts, like a like a poster that shows you what this episode is. Um, you can find all that stuff on lustyhorde.com. But and also it's attached to each podcast episode. Um, That's cool. So like if he and Dave Dave Park is the other member, if he and I are sitting there and I am like I played a character in Plyborg's called Mahogatron. It was a, basically the Megatron. But it's Mahogatron? It's Mahogatron. <laughs> uh, oh, and by, well, by the way, I also got to play the Starscream character in that. So there are whole scenes where it is just me talking to myself as the Megatron character and the Starscream character. And I feel like I crossed over into another phase of my life after that. Like, I got through some shit. We used to... Um, I, Geekscape is who listened to our episode over the... I think in July and January we posted the episode talking about our radio show back in college and how I would have three or four characters because nobody would come on our radio show. But I wanted to do an interview show, so I would just <laughs> interview yourself. So I would just have characters come in and I would interview them. And yes. This is a twenty-two-year-old human being, and some of those I would be talking between three or four characters, one of which is me. But uh-huh. and it, it just turned into insanity. I had and, to do that in college for my radio show. <laughs> Because well. nobody wants to be on it. No, yeah, you got to have. You have to do something at some and, point. And I have all the uh, Geekscape. Is, Kevin has sent me all a lot of the tapes, so I don't know how to. 
They're cassette tapes, and I don't know how to start digitizing those. I found some digitization mm. devices online. I'll order one, and, and then I don't know how to parse those out. I don't know if the Geekscapists even want that shit. <laughs> There's somebody out there that's I, I into the want, deep cuts. I want that shit. All I know is like when Mark Marin or somebody, a, a podcaster I listen to, starts going back to like his uh, you know radio days, or you know he starts playing old tapes. I'm like, ah, you know what? This doesn't apply anymore, and I kind of skip those. But yeah. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Also, I want to hear these characters. I want to find terrible. out who these are. Um, so who's in the troupe now? Okay, so it's me and Kevin McShane, and then this uh, this guy David Park, who is an actor and uh, and a and a producer, um, who's in a another group called Doctor God. Actually, you may have seen their movie. Um, uh, uh, hold on. You'll get it. It's coming. It's coming. I can't help you here. No, it's a vampire movie. That. Uh, who else is that? It's all. It's just them. It's him and his group. But it's a great movie. That's why I want to remember it. Okay. Um, it will I, come. To I you. think it's called Bloody Bloody Bastards. Oh yeah. Use your phone. Use the book. of I'm knowledge. gonna look it up. Use the book of of, of of that's the entire combination of human knowledge is in that thing. So go ahead and time out. Look it up. Timeout's fine. I'm calling it Timber Time. Um, I don't know. So as you're looking that up, what's the setup? For I just don't understand how you guys are doing this improv because I thought it was fun live with the entire audience cheering you guys on, and I thought there was a bit of energy there. Blood sucking like, bastards. There you go. Blood sucking bastards. Okay, yeah. geeks gave us. Uh, you could watch Dave Fark. Yeah. So anyway, blood sucking bastards. But like, I don't understand how like it doesn't feel like you guys are doing this naked. I feel like in the live setting, you guys got so much energy and you fed off the audience so well yes. that like I, it seems like a trapeze artist. With, without the trapeze, <laughs> like not without the net, without the trapeze. without the trapeze and just the net, um, it's it's different. I mean these these episodes are done a little bit differently than we would do our live shows. Videotaped or just audio? No, we just do audio. Um, and well, I mean sometimes we take behind the scenes. Are you seated stuff. or are you standing? Yeah, we sit in a studio. Okay, you sit we, down. We sit down in front of like around a table, and there's a four mic setup, and we. It's, it's actually been a process getting used to the fact that we're not moving around. We're not physically like personifying the characters the way we used to, but we do still do it. Like if I'm playing a goblin or something, like I'll, I will get all hunched down and like. Yeah, you can't help. Yeah, you just, it just happens. But what I found is I feel like with knowing that all people are hearing are our voices, our characters have become so much better. Mm. Um, like we get, we really get into our character voices now uh, in a way that we never did before. And rather than come in there cold, which we we did try to do an episode where we came in cold and just sat down. The problem is, if we had our own studio, that wouldn't be a big deal. We would come in, we could sit there for three hours and just make up whatever story we want to. But like the the, the limitation is. Number one, we don't have that time in the studio space. And number two, people are, you know, this is something people are like listening to. They're choosing to, to, you know, turn it on in their car, put their headphones on and listen to these stories, which means that shit's got to be tight. Like it has to be a good story. They didn't just wander into an improv theater and, and go, oh, well, that's... Interesting. I like that. That was funny. Well, the Geekscapists will be very glad to hear that. The, the, going from Geekscape to that, I'll be like going from like 
uh, carrot top to like a triple A comedian. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be like, oh shit, I just went to Chris Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Oh, that's what it's supposed. That's what it's supposed oh, to be like. Well, so much for Geekscape. <laughs> I like these lovely horn kids now. No, it's completely different. It's completely hey, thank different. You for not putting up an episode every week. Oh yes, well we can't. <laughs> You'd run I mean, out of business. yeah, it's too work. It's too work intensive to put up an episode every week. Um, Splitting up the because we end up with two hours of raw footage that gets a raw uh, audio that gets cut down into each episode's about a half an hour long. Oh, that's great! So it's like I mean, it is like watching it like an episode of The Outer Limits or Twilight Zone. Would you compare it to? Um, and it's funny that we were talking about meltdown. What is left in that space? The, the old nerd melt space. Just no, uh, nothing, nothing in there except for where the improv uh, school had its theater. Yeah, the podcast recording booth. It's still the booth is there. The booth is still Anything, there because Geeks gave us spoilers. Um, I went over to Geek and Sundry mm-hmm. last Tuesday and was talking to them about uh, um, what they're doing. Yeah, just I, I go to I go. I, we all have friends. It's tight knit, and I, <clears throat> no spoilers. But I'd love to partner with them, uh, and maybe you'll see them at the Geekscape booth this summer. Uh, I don't know yet. We're, honestly, Geekscape is we're just talking about what they may want to do with the booth this summer because they're friends of ours. And um, and I'm over there hanging out with them, and everything that was in that podcast setup is over there now. They, they just took everything out of the room and put it up at Geek... They just stored it at Geeks and Sundry. I... Along with, like... I call shenanigans on that because after it all closed, I went there and recorded. But how With the same microphones and stuff. That was, like, two weeks ago? Okay, I was there Tuesday, so I'm wondering oh. if you guys go back... Oh. Was the Jonah and Kamal stand up Oh my god. Were the Jonah Wait, and Kamel... I don't have a home anymore. Tim, Tim, look at me in the eye. <laughs> no! This is what's happening. Were the Jonah and Kamal stand up cardboard stand up still there when you were there two weeks ago? No, and in fact I've never seen the, the okay. Jonah and Kamal okay. cardboard stand up. Like they, they, okay, they were they were there. No. Okay, so I'm just wondering how much I'm wondering if they only got part of it or what or Well, you if, know if what? You have, the... If you need a home, we can find you a home, is what I'm telling you. Number one, find us a home. Um, no, we, as far as I know, because the Ruby is the new, there's, it's like a new theater. It's like an inclusive, um, LGBTQ theater. Mm-hmm. And so they're, they're still there doing classes, doing shows, oh, performing and still recording so at the booth. So I think the stuff's there, there's still equipment there. And that lo- so the old nerd melt space is called the Ruby now. It's called the Ruby. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. I, I, I was I wasn't gonna try to call shenanigans on you, but I was. I, was I gonna, called them on you. What I was gonna say. I called them on Geek and Sundry. Was, but was by the also, way, Geek and Sundry, you guys should have the lusty word too. You just adopt us. Yeah. So what I was gonna say was, uh, well, they don't. The only podcast they have is um, is a Critical Role. Oh, they're a role playing podcast. We're so complimentary you know, to that. We're like you know, milk you and Oreo. Criti- they're like Oreos. We're milk. Role. What's that? You know Critical Role. No, I don't. Critical Role is... Oh, no, oh, did you say... Yeah. You said, I thought you said Kirk Caroli. No, Kirk Caroli. Of course I, I know Critical I, I Role. I think I'm getting through my text. <laughs> you, 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 you don't, Kirk, you don't you, Kirk Caroli. Like, no, I don't. You know Kirk Caroli? <laughs> um, critical Role. Yeah, the, of the course. The Matt Mercer show. Yes. Like, that is their only podcast. And, um, and it, what I wanted to say was to the Geekscapists who enjoy Critical Role, this sounds like you agree. Yeah. Complimentary, and you guys should check out... Lusty Anybody Horde. who likes Critical Role will love the Lusty Horde. I, um, I promise that I can 100% guarantee that. So, a lot was a lot of this. You guys had already done a year, it sounds like, or a season, it sounds like. Yes. But how much of this was uh, caused by the, the impending closing of 
iOS? Oh, nothing. We iOS was our home when we started. To like over ten but years ago, we had already moved. We had, we had been performing at the Nerdist. We'd been performing at the Pack Theater in Hollywood. We'd been performing at the West Side. Like we had already left IO for all intents and purposes Why? when this happened. We just weren't getting time the time slots we wanted okay. anymore. Um, we were like getting. We'd been doing it long enough. We were like, we're not you know twenty years old anymore. I don't want to come here at eleven thirty on a Wednesday night to do the Lusty Horde. I want to perform it at nine o'clock on a Friday for people to come and watch, not for like people to not come because it's the middle yeah. of the week and it's almost midnight. Yeah, I'm gonna hear, I'm here to see my friend. I went to college. He was my college roommate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the whole thing where you're like, no thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so you guys get domesticated, is the thing, is what you're pretty much. Yeah. Um, and you were telling me before, we were talking Silicon Valley, that uh, a show I love, that um, Thomas Middleditch was one of the members of your show. He is one of our alumni. He's an Al- Lusty Horde alumni. Who else is a, an alumni? Uh, this really funny guy named Andy Trask, who um, was like an insane character performer. Um, he just, he, he, he's from Hawaii. He decided to move back. So he, he, he left the group as well. And then... Uh, Initially, we had someone in the group. His name was Brendan McLaughlin, who's also a very funny uh, actor, um, who moved to San Francisco to have a, a real life, not in a fantasy life, but a real life with a family and kids and everything. So this is like a no girls allowed group? We want girls. We've, we, we have a few girls that we invite in. Um, and, and they'll play a, an actor per episode or something? Yeah, and so we, like, we desperately are searching for a woman to join the group. We really want that. funny enough or what? We think they're all funny. It's the, it's a matter of finding the one that's the funniest. <laughs> um, yeah, it sounds like something that would be uh, fun for like a Ricky Lindholm and uh, yes. that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, it's it's honestly it's just a matter of finding a good fit for mm-hmm. for everybody. Um, but we do have women that we that we invite on uh, from time to time. We we have this uh, a friend of ours named Zabeth Russell who comes in and sits in with us and and does her and I and Kevin did a really great episode called The Haunting of Bone House, <laughs> where uh, these these couple moves into a house and discovers that it's haunted by sex ghosts. That's really funny. Um, and so she's in that one. And then uh, yeah, we, we've had we've had other female guests along the way, and we would love to have more because it's always. It's always better and, and preferable to us when we have female characters that they're actually played by women. Because, mm-hmm. like, hey, the kids in the hall is great, but, like, we're not them, and we can't... We're, you're not seeing us put on wigs and makeup and play funny. women. So, so we'll put it past you, but I, I see what you're saying. You want... We'd rather have women playing women is what, yeah. I, is what I'm saying. Especially now that it's not visual. Yeah. Conveying that is a little has to go a little bit beyond just a high pitched voice. Yeah, like on stage, you can change some of your mannerisms and you can change some of your yes. affect, and you're you're suddenly a woman. Or we have to we go along with it because there's a visual support for it. But I can see how in podcasting that or audio that doesn't work. Well, you know the thing as that, well as well. It it it, be, it also beyond just the vocals. There's like if you're a guy. And you're trying to you're you're going to portray a woman. You're going to be portraying your perception of what of how women behave, yeah. which is inherently going to be less realistic than a woman coming and being an actual woman, in, <laughs> right. you know, in in the right. studio. Um, and and sometimes you 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 can end up turning that character into a stereotype unintentionally. And right. we actually recorded an entire episode listened to it and then came back to the, the booth 
uh, like a week later and re-recorded the whole thing because we were like, these female characters are terrible. And you invited female characters in to be a part of it again? Or no, we didn't. We actresses? we we did not have any actresses that we could get in to be in that episode. So we had just we we basically were like, here's how we want to change these these character. This character is stereotypical. She's it's a very negative portrayal of women. We need to do something different with this. So we went back and re-recorded the whole episode and changed the character how to angry, reflect that. How angry? Like how angry were you with women when you recorded that? <laughs> <laughs> like. Like, what were the things that had been done to you that caused you to have that, <laughs> that view of women? I, I don't want to get into that. When your subconscious lashed out like that, like, <laughs> like who were you thinking of? Who? <laughs> I, don't want, I, I didn't come here to talk about my mom. <laughs> <laughs> Not my mom. My mom's at home recovering from hip surgery right now, knee to, surgery. Oh, no, she doesn't deserve this. Mm-mm. She doesn't deserve Not at all. And she's such a, she listens to Geepscape every week. <laughs> she's like... <laughs> She goes, I liked that Dean Devlin guy <laughs> when he said Godzilla was a mistake. I disagree with him. Oh, she was pissed. <laughs> she was like, Godzilla was no mistake. She called Matthew me up. Matthew Broderick's Godzilla was no mistake in my book. You, you know these guys? No, Mom, I don't know them. <laughs> yeah, that was one of my kingscapes. I, I, I like mentioning that uh, that moment because it was one of my holy shit moments on uh-huh. Kingscape. And as I've said before, we do not do a gotcha show. That was just one of the episodes... One of the moments in doing the show where I was surprised that that not not because Dean was uh, anything but candid and honest, he was very very much so. But um, in this episode, was only a week or two ago, so you can find it in the feed. But um, because most people in Hollywood don't volunteer criticism of themselves and honest criticism of themselves, they're all it's, yeah, that's hard to come like, by. None of them act like their shit stinks. Yeah, and not that Dean ever put on airs like that in the short time I was with him, but um, the fact that he just comes out on the show and was like, oh yeah, yeah, Godzilla shouldn't have done it. Oh you know, man, shouldn't have, talked, shouldn't have talked rolling into doing it. I was just like, uh, I didn't stop recording. You know, oh, you're good, man. You're cool. I like you. <laughs> I like you. You, you're, you're, you're for real. Go see your movie. Yeah, um, people don't people don't admit their mistakes. They just don't talk about them ever again. Right, that's what it is. Like, oh, they just pretend a, it didn't happen. That never happened, man. What? This isn't a spray tan. This is real. <laughs> <laughs> Hollywood is a weird place, and there has been discussion recently between my brother and I. Uh, and other people, it's like, is this the place for me? Mm-hmm. And I think about your friend who moved to Hawaii. Yeah. And like Thomas, who moved on to success. And uh, <laughs> like all these things. I know. Like, Thomas was, in fairness, when Thomas was in the Lusty Horde, he was already becoming Thomas Middleditch really? of Silicon Valley. Like, he was already getting opportunities. He was on a trajectory. Like, he wasn't necessarily a star yet, but like when it happened, we were all like, well, yeah, yeah of course. That makes sense. Yeah. But what about you? I've always thought you were the you were the, the the cat's pajamas. I'm difficult to work with on account of my drinking. <laughs> I'm just the problem with me is that I've always been lazy. Like, are you serious? I I like haven't so? applied myself the way I should. My wife's really good at that. She's mm-hmm. an actress and she hustles and she'll like she puts time in and she'll go to classes and I just never did that stuff. Um, I was always like, well, I can write from home. I can do, you know, yeah. I can sit here and, and write. And I don't have to go to a class and feel uncomfortable around these weird other actors. Yeah, yeah. I just got off a greyhound. Mm-hmm. They're all looking at you. <laughs> yeah, like they're possumized. Yeah. Um, what do you, What are you working on now? Like beyond the lusty horde, which all of you should go and subscribe to right now. Please available check it on out. iTunes is it available on Spotify? Oh yeah. 
Okay, yeah. R. Kelly's not even available on Spotify. No, anymore. I just hope they don't find they don't they don't find out about our PP problems <laughs> yeah. because they might kick us off. <laughs> so so Spotify. Listen, you can get Geekscape and you can get Lusty Horror yeah. in the same place. You cannot get R. Kelly. The same place. And I think you know I think I think we win a little bit. Censorship probably doesn't probably wins a little bit too. So I'm a little danger. I'm scared of with, that. You mean with R. Kelly being kicked off Spotify? Well, the whole thing is like, and I was I was listening to my favorite musician. Dr. Frank uh, from the Mr. T Experience reading, he was writing a piece today about the like Spotify shooting itself on the foot because yes, you can start to kick people off mm-hmm. for what you believe to be, you know, a, a, a moral problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't endorse what R. Kelly does. The solution of censoring or using a ghost algorithm to keep that stuff away from people yeah. is a problem because like in the, the parallel he put was that in libraries you still have all the books yep the you know what i mean you just put warnings on some of the books but they're still available yeah and that removing books from libraries is a bad thing i i completely agree with that and like am i would i listen to r kelly's music no because after all that shit with him happened i was like this guy's a, not a good person it's like the same thing with like chris brown like mm-hmm. I was mind boggled that after the Chris Brown stuff, like even beyond like what happened with Rihanna, Chris Brown is just like a dick. Like, yeah. So like, but, but people still listen to his music and it's like, all right, I will police myself. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to listen to that music because of this reason. But But should other people get to do, get to listen to it if they don't have the same, like they're not feeling the same like moral problem with it that I am. Well, that's on them, you know? Like, where do we draw the line if we start removing creative content from places just because of what people have done? At what point does the responsibility fall back on us as the people to make that choice and police ourselves, you know? Like, we're asking for a babysitter that we might not like what that babysitter's rules are going to be going forward if we're letting them do this now. Yeah, no, um... I'm glad my babysitter showed me MTV before I was mature enough <laughs> to accept it. I, I'm glad I I'm glad I, I, I fell in love with Belinda Carlisle and the Heaven is a Place on Earth and wanted to be. Oh, like, Belinda Carlisle. You know what it was for me? It was um, uh, the, the, the it was the Bengals lead singer Suzanne Hoff. Susanna Hoff. Yes, who's married to like Matthew Sweet or somebody? Is she really? Yeah, she's married to. Good for him. It may not be Matthew Sweet, but it, yeah, I think it's somebody who was like a, also a great. Oh, she's married musician. to Sweet Matthew, <laughs> the man who used to tap dance down at the pier. <laughs> Good for oh, him. Oh, Susanna Hoff was on another level. Yes. I, I was like, I I cannot aspire to that. Yeah. Quite yet. Do you think? I feel like if you, I feel like you were either a. Uh, Belinda Carlisle or a um, who was the bass player in that group um, the super cute bass player in the go-go yeah oh I'm not gonna get it oh was she blonde no, no. she wasn't she had like the pixie like she had like the pixie cut man I'm, I'm, I am maybe it's slow and low I, on no, names no, today no, maybe it's because it came in through through Belinda's solo music okay okay you know and since then it's always been girl with a guitar I'm game yeah you know what I mean I was like okay Liz Fair. I'm game. Liz Fair is really hot. Liz Fair is so cute. And then like Kim Shataka the Muffs. <laughs> that I'm not. I don't, like, I don't know what she looks I like. I still think she has the. She. Ha- I still think she has like the best rock growl uh-huh. of any woman ever. Like she just has this like growl that like the yeah. scream that she puts in her songs. 
And even when they don't need a scream, she'll scream because she knows she has a great scream. Yes, that goes a long and way. I'm like, oh shit, uh, you know, um, <clears throat> uh, the breeders. Yes. Just watching like the breeders cannonball video. Let's be. Let's let's just we're, say what we're, we're saying going. here. Women in bands are like the shit. Fucking They're awesome. the best. Elastica. Yep. Awesome. Yep. And they had British accents. How about th- here's one. This is this okay. one. So she sort of here's one that sort of okay. sits on the gray area. Okay. How about Shirley Manson from Garbage? I'm in. Yeah, I'm in too. I'm in. Um, not the biggest fan of the music. Yeah. But Shirley was doing her own thing. Mm-hmm. She was breaking down barriers. Yep. She was creating opportunities for others. Scottish. She was right? Scottish. Yeah. And I'm in. And the other one died. <laughs> Who was the other one? The girl from the Cranberries. Yeah, she did. She died. R.I.P. It's super sad. Um, but I'm glad we I'm glad we had this moment to talk <laughs> about our prepubescent like, like our prepubescent fascination with a woman who could just tell us a story, you know. And at what point is that some effed up like uh, maturation of your mom singing you lullabies? Wow, that's think about that. That's some fucking deep shit. Right <laughs> think there. about that. Wow, did we fall in love with women who play guitar? Because a babysitter shouldn't have been showing us MTV at that age. We should have still been on Nickelodeon. Yeah, and mom used to sing us lullabies, and there's some weird Oedipal shit going on. I think it was work through it. I think it was. I think you're. I think you're right about the about moms, and, and maybe your mom didn't sing to you. Well, she did I don't know Spanish, if mine didn't. Which is why I was all about Shakira. Oh, okay. I don't think my mom did a lot of singing, but I will tell you what my mom did do when I was a little kid. I, vi- I vividly remember this. My put mom, your hand on the frying pan. Yes. Mom, no. Mom, no. And to this day, I can put my hand on a stove and I don't feel a thing. <laughs> what did your mom do? She played uh, eight tracks while I, like she would put me in our living room with, to- with my toys and then she would be in the kitchen cooking or whatever and she would put on eight tracks. She's playing with the queen of hearts. It was The Wall, Pink oh. Floyd's The Wall. Yeah. I vividly remember listening to Pink Floyd's The Wall. On A-Track. Yeah, sitting in my parents' living room playing with my toys. My father showed it to us. Oh, you saw the movie? We saw the movie. Whoa. And, which had insane imagery. Yeah. Like the, the kids being turned into pigs. Mm-hmm. The, the kid bearing like the, the fetus of like a rat or something, like the rat under like the, the shed out back. Remember you know, that whole sequence? I've only seen that movie once and I was so high that like, <laughs> I don't know if I remember it. Like I remember about that and Laser Floyd about as well as each other. I've always wanted to see like the modernization of that kind of movie or the concert film. Mm-hmm. And not a concert film where you see like performances and this and that, but I think Metallica did some kind of monster. Yeah, and like that was the last kind of thing we got. There was always the first, but like a dramatization of the music. It's not a concert yeah. film. No, it's not a concert film. Yeah, and I remember like Metallica did something that had a bit of a narrative to it. I was always game for Green Day doing the the American Idiot mm-hmm. musical as a film. Um, Black Parade, I thought with My Chemical Romance was supposed to do something like that. But like rock bands, our own R. Kelly did Trapped in the <laughs> Trapped Closet. In the closet. But but what happened to like the theatrical? Big but I mean, there's just no money in it. And I, you know, yeah, I think that's that really what it comes down to. If the music industry thought they were going to be able to make money off something like that, they do it. There's got to the be was groundbreaking. There's got to be a, a group out there right now that that you could get the kids to pay to see them do a dramatized version yeah, of their Swift. album. Totally. But didn't um, 
Beyonce do something like that? Oh, you're talking like about a, Beyonce? Beyonce? Didn't Beyonce do something like that? Like <laughs> lemonade. Like, lemonade, yeah. Yeah. How long was that? That was like a... That, uh, a couple of years ago? No, no well, I think... Three? I think really three or four years, years ago? ago? But like, uh, how long was the... Was it just a music video or was it like a little short film? It was a bunch of short films as far as I know. Cut them all together put them on the screen. Somebody call in right now and tell us what Lemonade was. <laughs> call in. We're, we're, do you guys see Collins on the show? <laughs> <laughs> So, and uh, while you're at it, look up who the bassist for the Go Go's was and tell me who that Jane Weedlin. <laughs> yeah, she she was. Yeah, Jane Weedlin. I'm sorry, I didn't. I wasn't gonna get that one off on my own, but now that you said it, it just takes me a while. Like my pinwheel is spinning, but it'll stop. Don't don't reboot me because it'll go. It'll go. Vacation. Hey. Yeah. Speaking. You know what? I just realized. To a confluence of things that we've been talking about today. Whatever you want. Um, Rock hard. So, uh, Comic-Con. Yes. Speaking of Comic-Con and speaking of men portraying female characters, the last time I went to Comic-Con was, be- was with you. Watched the only night. time I went to Comic Con, I watched it last night. Was with you to, to shoot a, that sketch for were, for Geekscape. Where you dressed as Samus. Where I dressed as Samus and danced sexy on top of your <laughs> booth, and I did dance sexy. It was real sexy. <laughs> um, the uh, I watched it last night because Geekscape is a friend of mine asked me for my like acting reel, mm-hmm. and I'm not an actor. And you showed him NPCs? No, I, I didn't. I, I showed him El Chucho. <laughs> <laughs> El Chucho's my, my, my Cholo character. Uh-huh, I yes. claim to be my cousin who like sells Amiibos for drug money and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that, like, I, like, I think El Chucho is a little bit more of... Uh, I think El Chucho's the character. Yeah. And sometimes I don't know who the character is and who the real person is, but I think El Chucho's the, char- the extension of Jonathan and not the other way around. Yeah. I showed him that. You're not, like, I'm talking, I'm not talking to the character right yeah. now. I, I so much don't act that I sent him El Chucho hoping that he was going to be so unimpressed and maybe offended. That he would be like, like you know, it's would, not, He'd be yeah. like, we're good. Instead, I get a, I get, I get, instead I get a response What's your email address? <laughs> Which means I want to send you further documentation. Oh. And what's funny Good. is... Good. And I won't tell... I mean, I don't know where it's going to go. It's really funny. But, um, but this is a, a... I would not act for a lot of people. Um, but this individual is a filmmaker that I was in film festivals with back in 2004. Uh-huh. And five with Gay by Dawn. And his film sure. was playing. And I look up in 2011 or 12 and I started teaching at a new school he was one of my students and wow. he goes I know you you had this film in a film festival and we were in festivals together and I don't think I'd ever met him I don't think I attended at whatever festivals he was at but, yeah. um, but he definitely remembered the movie and, I, and, and he, the fact that he was in film school again I did not see the point to it and I was like hey man <laughs> you don't need to be in here yeah. like his, his stuff was so clearly better than the level we're teaching like he just he knew how to make movies yeah I, you know so i don't know why, why why he was there but people go back to school for various reasons well when we're not sure where to go we go back to school no i, I was like i was like looking at summer classes this year just so i could finally learn to play guitar oh yeah and i have two guitars i have an electric and i have a an acoustic yeah and the electric like i play with my ps3 through rocksmith uh-huh. You, know that, you know that game that you like learn how to play yes, guitar? Yes, yes. So I, uh, that's like my electric. I can plug into the PS3 and go. And I, and, and, I know only, and I still, after two years, only know how to play Ramon songs. 
Like, fairly basic. That's that's but, fine, but you, you know, know you you got to diversify a little I'm bit. Not playing for the penny dropping, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, that's what the stupid comments are for. Um, that's what gets them going. That's the bread and butter. But the acoustic just sits there, like, hey man, ain't no computer gonna teach you how to play me. So good luck. And I was thinking about going to classes this summer. You like, should. I don't know. You should go to classes. Do it. Why not? <laughs> Playing a musical instrument is a gift you give yourself. <laughs> and like a curse for all others. Yeah. Like I don't. I don't know if we want to put that on the world. You know, like if we if there's a game mm-hmm. that where you can teach yourself to play guitar, you're plugging a real instrument into your into your in your console. How far away could we possibly be from putting on a VR headset? And basically looking out on a crowd who's cheering you on while you're playing a guitar or booing you. Like, can you imagine when rock when they start making yeah. rock band again in like fifteen or twenty years when it comes back? Yeah. It's gonna be insane. Oh, the, the members You're gonna get the whole wait. experience. You'll be able to turn your head, look around at the rest of your yeah. band, look out at the crowd, there'll be like chicks on people's shoulders taking their tops off. I already see the commercial for it. And it's gonna be like this crazy VR experience where you're seeing a crowd you're seeing all those things you turn to your bandmates you do this keep going i know where you're going the next shot is a close-up on the on the uh, on the thing and on the visor and you realize oh it's vr you see a tear come out from under the vr take it off it's chad kroger (laughs) (laughs) that was a twist i didn't see coming at the end chad kroger just like remembering how things used to be (laughs) that's actually great that's great and he's like and it's like relive the good the good old days yes uh, guitar, what is it? Rock band VR. Rock band, or yeah. it could be Guitar Hero too. Yeah. either one of them. Yeah, and you can also get like the guys from Stained. You can get, um, who's the guy? Um, Fred Durst would be a good one. <laughs> he did it you all. You can get all these guys from like the 90s, 2000s. Uh-huh, get them in there. Who don't, I don't know if they play anymore. Maybe they do. Oh, probably. And then you got like, I don't know, I haven't been to a county fair in a while. And, <laughs> and that's who's in the commercial. 311? 311. Chad Sexton? I think 311 played the OC Fair over the... Uh, I think they're going to play this summer. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and, I mean, Blink-182 is getting a Vegas residency. Yeah, well, yeah, they are. But I mean, is... is, is are they, though? Because to, I think no Tom's got another more. career as a, as a... Tom's not in the band anymore. Oh, he's not? No, Tom oh, good. Been in the it's band not going to get in the way of his conspiracy theory career. <laughs> no, no. No, he, he, he chose the conspiracy <laughs> theory career. You know, no, no. It's Matt Skiba from Alkaline Trio's. Oh, he's, to, to he's there. Tom. Um, I read an article the other day that said that um, Tom's Tom is the maybe the only person. Did you see the article? No. He might be the only person that knows really knows what happened with Trump and Russia. <laughs> I mean, when you're spending this $175 a week at grocery shopping, uh huh. Do you? How long are you sitting in the aisles reading that shit? Oh, this is you know that sounds like it came right off the cover of Star Magazine or something <laughs> like that. Like, how much are you doing the Inquirer? Listen, man. I surf the web. Well, you do a lot of writing for topic shows. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, the thing is, Geeks Gave is Tim brings home the bread and butter the, yeah. or the bacon. It's always to- writing it's for topical. topic shows. It's generally you have to topical make jokes shows. Jokes on topic shows yeah. for different hosts, right? Well, I'll tell you this. And the hosts are funny, that's you making money. If the, if the hosts are funny, I'm making money. Yeah. Um, right now, I'm not, the show I'm working on is not topical. Oh, so you're feeling bad. You're feeling like... No, I'm feeling okay about it. It actually is, It's in a way, it's weirdly in my wheelhouse. It's I'll say it's in wheelhouse B for me. Okay. If, like, 
writing and, and performing and producing the Lusty Horde stuff is wheelhouse A. Yeah. Wheelhouse B is definitely this other thing. Um, and it's this show that will be on the Game Show Network. Now, listen, people, unless you are ages 50 to 75, hey, tune in or don't. But if you're that age, yeah. too, definitely tune in because it's for you. The show's called Knock, Knock, Knock. You still alive and watching? <laughs> And it's basically a show where every two minutes, the host yep. pretends to knock on the glass of the TV mm-hmm. and says, hey, you still alive and watching? You alive? <laughs> you alive? Just making sure that the audience is still alive and hasn't fallen or like lit themselves on fire. Guess what? It's ho- yes, it's hosted by Steve Harvey. I didn't even need to tell is you. Is it really? No, it's not. <laughs> um, it's just, I'm working on this show with Caroline Ray. Oh, she's she's hosting. She's, nice. she's, she's, I, she's she's very nice. She's really funny. Um, and and I she's like funny that. and like she's easy to work with. So that's cool. It's a, it's but it's if a, I were it's to walk away from the show. light, I would like to know that I was walking wait, walking away from the light and waking up to Caroline Ray. Oh, you mean like if you died? <laughs> yeah. Oh, like if you're an old person and you're not dead yet. And it was yeah. like. I see Bethel, and it was like your time isn't your, your time is not now. <laughs> Say hi to the grandkids, and you wake up, and Caroline Ray's there. I'm okay with that. Yeah, and She'll she's and really she's checking sweet. on you. Yeah. Are you awake? She's like, you alive? You awake? We almost lost you... Jonathan in Los Angeles, <laughs> age ninety two. <laughs> <laughs> That's a game. That's happening. I like it. To bring it back to the HQ talk, I think we should do that. Who's dying? It's a it's a mobile game. Yep. Hooked on to your heart monitor GPS system are you in dead? the future. And it basically is like, are you dead? <laughs> Think about that game. Wait a minute. And it's like you play it. This is a great idea. <laughs> but you have to have like a, a, a you have to have a life monitor put in your body and then you can play. But you can make money. Yes. You're only gonna be able to spend it for another year or two though. Check, all right, ready? Here we go. Check go this it. out. Okay. So Oh, you, there's a limited amount of people that get to play this. Yeah, okay? it's less every day. Yeah, so they they sign up. They all sign up, right? Okay. Uh, let's say, how many? Should, what should be our starting number? I'll let you pick the starting number. Of, of contestants? Yes. Over a national number, like the purge, or like a closed group of like six people? This is, okay, so this has to be, it can't be too high of a number because like people will die, but if you had like a cross-section of like, if you said it like a million people, okay. you wouldn't have like, 500,000 of them die no, 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 by no. the next day. No, no. Okay. You'd probably have like 20, 30. So let's let's start off. How about maybe let, more if they're in school? Let's start off because we want this is a long game. Right. So let's start off with uh, 25,000 people get to play this game. So 25,000 people. So they can all sign up and then they are monitored to see if they're still alive. Okay. Whoever l- dies last gets a, the, a, whole, a huge cash you reward. You have to die. You have to die, but you just all you have to do is live. Wait, all you have to do is outlive everybody else. Oh no, it's whoever's left alive. Yeah, whoever's the whoever's the last person left alive. Yeah. Now, you, do you know where I'm about? What I'm yeah, about they to have say. to kill each other. It turns into like old person. Yes, it's called, someone's killing the "Are You Still Alive?" contestants. It's, it's like death. It's like death race, but it's also like a little bit of survivor. Um, it could be called "Leave Them with Something." Yes. And it's about like leaving your family with something. I'm doing it for the kids. And that's why it's like you're putting like, you're like in the middle of like the nursing home, you're like hunting. Yes. Like an old man. Yeah. And you're like putting, you're like, like covering somebody's mouth when they're sleeping and something like that. It's old people homicide game. Yep. 
All pillow murders. <laughs> all, all pillow murders. Pillow murders and misplaced <laughs> pills and faulty canes. Yeah. And like the wheelchairs don't go down stairs and stuff like that. Like it's all like it just turns into a blood. It's real bath. dangerous out there for an old, for old people. Called Yeah, yeah. I think you're in. Yeah. There'd be endorsements. It's uh, like when Frank Castle gets This old. is such a good idea. Let's shut this down right now. <laughs> Let's get to work. We got an app to build, first of all. First and foremost, we've got an app to build. Because those people have heart monitors. I mean, they have monitors. That, they can, have life that monitors. can go through the, I'm sure. They have life monitors that you can just plug into the app. Yeah, there's got to be. And then, if there's not, that's another piece of technology we'll raise, create. How hard could that be? To, not just through advertising, but through sports betting. Like, people I, like definitely. I, even though I'm young and yes. healthy, youngish, I can place bets. Yes. And here's the best part. After you're kicked off, you can still follow along as a fan. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> Technically, you have to because there's nobody to log you out. You've been logged out. You've locked, you, you can't log yourself out after you're dead. St. Peter, uh, you mind if I just watch for a while? He's like, get in the gate. Get in there. There's a, it's up on the big screen. St. <laughs> Peter's like, get in. <laughs> Man, um, so last night, I, I told you last night, I, like, I actually, for the, I, I saw Infinity War last night for the first time. Like, I have missed, I didn't have any spoilers. How many kids you have? Now? I didn't you know what two. Yeah, so, so it's yeah. So I, of course, I, like, I went to the theater by, by myself yourself. at 9 o'clock at night and, and saw it and was amazed that I had not only, it was only a little spoiled for me, but it wasn't like all the way spoiled. But here's, the, here's what we'll I'm getting to. Here. We, do have, we have a special like a week or two. I'm not going to talk yeah. about yeah. Infinity War. I'm going to talk that. about something else. If you want real, like, if you guys want like full Infinity War, Ian and I sat down a week or two ago and you can download that episode. But Yeah, me, you should me. go there to talk about, listen about Infinity War because what I'm going to bring up here is a movie called Uncle Drew. Yeah, the basketball one. What the fuck is that? Well, remember like the Uncle Drew commercials that Kyrie Irving did? No. They're actually brilliant. I never saw those, which is why I was baffled by this movie. So Kyrie Irving, he's the guy who's injured, who played for the Celtics. Um, he had these ads that ran, they were pretty viral. They were awesome. And they weren't just on TV. The 30-second cutdowns were on TV, but you could watch like a five-minute version of these ads. And what they would do were these stunts where they would put them in complete old man makeup. They yes. They have like effect, like Hollywood effects people put Kyrie Irving in these. And he's an incredible basketball player. And then they would take the old, like him as an old man and they would bring him to like an LA basketball court or like a New York basketball court where the games were really good. Like outdoor, outdoor blacktop. And like they would just get him in the game and people would be like, this old man? Yeah, uh, this is going to be easy. And he would fucking destroy them. And, you, and there were these doc-style commercials where they would just document Kyrie Irving as an old man yeah. obliterating these players, like putting spin moves on them and stuff like that, like these street players, like the street All right. basketball. Okay. And it was such a funny campaign. There were later ones where he had like Kevin Love, who's on the Cleveland Cavaliers now. Yeah. Like they'd have Kevin Love playing like an old guy too. Is and he in the movie as well? Because it was like a whole I, cast a of, of people, but basketball players with my makeup on. It weren't a lot of active NBA players. It was a lot of like retired players. Like, sure. Like Kareem is in it and like Shaq is in it. Yes, and, and I believe, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, but Kyrie Irving's clearly in it, but um, they all play older versions of themselves of like 
basketball players that are that are and the, the movie looks funny. Um, he supposedly learned about his trade from Cleveland to the Celtics while he was shooting the movie. <laughs> it was like, hey man, you're going to the Celtics, but uh, but. I'll tell you the truth. I kind of want to see it. I had the same feeling as I was watching it. Now, keep in mind, as I was watching this trailer, I had never seen one of what you just described to me. So this came out of the blue. It came out of like a Sprite and Reebok commercial. Yes, and landed in my lap. I'm sitting there in the theater, and all of a sudden I'm like, what is this? Yeah. This guy, that's clearly an NBA player in, in, in old man makeup. Right. And then there's there's Shaq, and he's in old man makeup. What is this movie? What, what, how did they pitch this movie? Yeah. Like it was, yeah. my, it boggled my mind. <laughs> and then it was like Uncle Drew, and I was like, this is a thing that I am I don't know about. Yeah. It has to be because this is too crazy to just be a new thing that they're trying to get a off lot the of ground. Basketball? No. Yeah, I watch a lot of basketball. And, like that's been a popular campaign for like the last three, four, five years, and they're hilarious spots because you just watch. People getting fucking schooled yeah. by an old person, and the crowd, like the audience, is like the crowd watching these games is like, holy shit, that old man just fucking did all this shit. And well, it couldn't be too popular. It couldn't be too popular because they um, say if Tim Jennings didn't heard about it, then it didn't happen, baby. Um, Geekscapists, uh, I went to see Deadpool two over the weekend, and although I will save the very spoilerific stuff for uh, the special that I'm going to record with Ian. Um, it may already be up on the feed. I don't know what order I'm going to put these episodes up. I just did, I just posted late last week the episode with um, Cooper Barnes, so going to let that one simmer for a little bit. But um, I walk into Deadpool two, um, a movie that I'm expecting to enjoy, but mm-hmm. I'm temp like I'm tempered I'm like tempered a little bit by. The fear that the first one was so successful yeah. that it's going to be more of the same, like yep. times five, and it may turn out to just be the most annoying movie ever made. Yeah, <laughs> because as much as I love that first one, um, more of the same wasn't going to work. Right, me. you're afraid they're just going to serve up everything, yeah. like check off all the boxes of the things you saw, a different version of the thing you saw in the first one. And there are. Things that are similar, like, uh, and they get it out of the way very early, like, like uh, one portion of a movie that's told out of, like, out of order. Like, wait, let me tell you how I got here. Uh, that's put away really early, but over, but there were tons of surprises in the movie, and let me tell you, I really enjoyed it. Uh, for all the details, you can listen to the episode I'm going to put up with Ian. Uh, that should or, might be on the feed already, but um, if not, I'll be up in a day or so. Uh, Really, really, really enjoyed the movie, and to go along with what Tim was saying, like there's not a lot of like. I went in. I think part of the enjoyment of this movie was, um, I was cynical about it. It still surprised me in a, a lot of places. I realize now that my favorite X Men movies are the Deadpool movies. <laughs> like my favorite X Men movies aren't the X Men movies anymore. They're the Deadpool movies. Yeah, they certainly are. So like, much X Men action in this yeah, thing. In this new one, the X Force sequence. Maybe my favorite sequence in any of the X movies because <laughs> you'll watch it. I love that sequence uh, with X Force. And um, uh, but going into the theater, uh, I get my seats, walk in. It's a Thursday night. I'm the guy who goes on a Thursday night, and uh, there's a family sitting in the back row right behind us. <laughs> 
Thank you. A, I, a one-year-old and a three-year-old. I was going to bring this up about next. About to watch some fucking chainsaw action. Yes. Like, there's so many violent sequences in this film. And I don't want to sound like a fucking old, you know, man with this thing. But they're one in four. Or yeah. one in three. Like, this kid is, like, still in diapers watching people getting chainsawed in their head. Like, whole, like, people getting holes blown through their heads. Yes. And thrown into, like, getting blown apart, incinerated acid spills, all this fucking crazy shit. They're getting yes. cut in half and these kids are absorbing this. Not, uh, not I am, I do not condone kids going to see Deadpool. Like, I, 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 I was about to address this with you. I was like, I know, because I know you don't want to talk about Deadpool because yeah. you've got, you have the, the other thing great. coming up. But this is something, this is a topic I've been thinking about a lot lately. I was at a birthday party with my kids over the weekend, a kid's party. There was a face painter Towards the end of the party, there's little kid Spider-Man, two little girls, Wonder Woman, uh, one kid, uh, t- three or four kids with Black Panther face paint, and then these two kids with Deadpool face paint. These okay. are first graders. No. And I'm like, who took these kids to see Deadpool? Yeah, Kids should not be going to see yeah. Deadpool. And Rob Liefeld, who I know from doing panels with him, is the first person to tell you, like, this is a parenting issue. This isn't about me creating the character and making him hyper-violent. This no. This is a parenting yes. issue. Yes, don't take your kids to see Deadpool. I've heard so many people who have gone and seen it say there's like, like, I've seen so many tweets, it's been like, there's a crying two-year-old in the theater, Deadpool's about to start. Like, don't. There's not a, it's not an appropriate movie for kids. <laughs> and, you want, and you wonder why I'm going to be competing in The Running Man in six months. <laughs> like, you wonder how society got to this point yeah. where I'm going to purge all your shit Yep. I might leave you alive in a, like a closet or something, depending on whether or not I like you, but like I'm taking your shit. I don't know how kids are processing that. Like I, I would even, has, I, I hesitate to show my kids like the, Mar- the Mar- Marvel movies, right. like right. just the regular Avengers movies and stuff. Like I'm like, no, not yet. Not yet. There's things that they're not ready to process and in there's that. There's plenty of movies for them. Yes. You know, the Purge movies being one of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, it's not like Disney doesn't make movies anymore. There's so many movies that kids can... I get it. You want to go see Deadpool in the theater. Hey, it's hard to find a babysitter. Babysitters cost money. Some people don't have family members right. that can call, call over. I know when my wife and I want to go do something, we have to call someone to come sit the kids, and that's an extra cost. I get it. People don't have that money. But just... You're gonna to have to watch it at home on your yeah. own. Like, don't, yeah. don't your kid you can't go. You want to have go. a family that doesn't want to mer- like turn into a Menendez brother? You're gonna to have to sit this one out. Yeah, unless it's... you want your kids fantasizing about ultraviolence, you're gonna to have to sit this one out. Yeah, because you might start seeing the results come through age 13, 14, 15. Yeah, you know, and if they're cognizant of the fact that you did this, they're totally gonna to use it against you in an argument. They're like, well, I don't see what the big deal is. Right, you There's already seven took dudes me to see. This isn't worse well, than you Deadpool. Took me to see Deadpool. Yeah, I was one. I mean, I'm, I heard that, like, stress on a mother while in utero can, like, fuck up a kid. Oh, yeah. Just having her stressed. Yes. And I'm like, no, because all the chemical production that you do when you're stressed. It all goes down to the kid. It all goes the kid. Yep. And I'm like, uh-uh, no, you're not, you're not watching Deadpool. Kids emulate everything that they see. Like, in one way or another, they absorb it, and then they emulate it. Now, it's like, do you want your kid playing Deadpool afterwards I think Deadpool from a physical come, like, standpoint? When they give birth, Deadpool should come out and kill them. <laughs> Wait, what? Like, if you're oh, watching, like the parents? <laughs> yeah, like if you're watching Deadpool and you're pregnant and you're absorbing all that and getting into the kid, the kid's going to come out. 
and shoot you and like cut you with a katana sword. Like, de- wait a minute. Like now Deadpool. I have a question. Did you see Deadpool as a kid? Because that sounds like something someone who saw Deadpool as a kid I mean, would I, say. I did see aliens like, early and stuff like that. Like, I was, but I was at least like maybe nine or ten. Yeah. That I saw some of the darker. I mean, I didn't see Robocop in theaters, but I probably saw Robocop when it hit VHS in uh-huh. 89 or 90, but I was 11 yeah. or 12. I loved it. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, I, I and I, I mean, wasn't it, one. Yeah, no, you weren't. Two, you weren't one or two. They didn't have questions about how a guy got a chainsaw through his chest. Right. I mean, you don't even know at one or two. You don't even kind of really know what's inside of the human body. You just no like, agony. Yeah. Like when when I when maybe like kids are like, well, when I eat my food, that's what's in there. Like mm-hmm. not guts, not blood and muscle and bones and mm-hmm. realistic shit like that. Mm-mm. Plus, it's like, do you want your kid mouthing off like Deadpool to you too? Fuck no. I, I don't want them to cosplay as Deadpool. Like, oh, I've like, seen that. Like those Joker and cos and like Deadpool cosplayers is like f you. Couldn't you just be Bucky like everybody else? <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't you just have gone and gotten like some <laughs> some some tinfoil and been Bucky like everyone else? You no. Nope. Like you annoying bastard. Oh, people want to. I mean, people want to identify with that. You know, like a, a character. I'm that's so cool. I'm crazy. Untouchable and un, and also unhinged and yeah. like. It's out of control. People so want to feel great. that, you know? You dress as a fucking Twitter account. Congrats. <laughs> I guess there's, there, there, there are no repercussions for any of this bullshit because you always be like, oh, it's a character. <laughs> Fuck you. All right? Oh, it's just my Twitter account. No, you still get punched in the face. Sorry. Um, Sorry. What are you going to dress as for Comic-Con this year? Oh, God, I don't even know. Depending on whether or not I can uh, run enough uh, and stop eating enough, uh, I heard my friend Sam might deploy to Comic Con and hang out with us. Um, <laughs> Super Action Man might be there, uh, but, but but he he was like Jonathan. I'm only showing up if you uh, are a little skinnier. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a goal. Um, you got a goal. I don't know. I, I don't dress as Comic Con, and uh, as I said on last week's episode, um, we're starting like a Kickstarter campaign. We're doing a lot of signings. We've got a lot of events. I don't know entirely who some of our partners are going to be, but It'd be kind of weird for some of those new partners to show up and, like, you're like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I thought we were partnering with a professional here. No, this is... Not someone of... who... I don't know. But I can always argue, like, hey, it's the character. No, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Do you want to join us? Yeah, I'll be there. I'll wear the Samus costume again. <laughs> we can make it the Samus Just costume. Just make it a little bit bigger, that's um, all. It was like a yellow leotard over black tights. Um, I think... I mean, the Lusty Horde, do you guys have like, I mean, if, are you going to be there? We, we will probably won't be there this year, but I'll tell you where we will be for the third year in a row okay. is uh, PowerCon. Oh, the He-Man Comic Con. Yes. We, that's in, by the airport. Yep. We went, uh, last year we went and did a, we actually did a show there uh, at the end of their first night. We did, at the end of the first day, we did a we improvised an unseen episode of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. And it was so much fun. That's hilarious. You did Orca, uh, Orco? Orco was there. was in it. Skeletor was in it. Beastman. I think the only character Merman? that... Yes, I played Merman. Um, and we... It was a blast. And the crowd was awesome. They were to, totally into it. Did you Manny Faces? We made jokes about... We, we made lots of jokes about Manny Faces <laughs> because he wouldn't... He, he during, during battles, he, he wouldn't switch to robot or beast. He would only do, switch to that human actor face. Yeah. And it wasn't doing anybody any good in a, in a fight. <laughs> um, um, yeah. 
So uh, when is PowerCon? Uh, it's in August. It's okay. at the end of August. And we'll actually have a table there. So if you guys are going to go to PowerCon, if anybody's going to be there, stop by and say hi to the Lusty Horde at PowerCon. How big is it? Because I've always like regretted not going. Like, I always found out like on Sunday, been like, mm-hmm. oh, PowerCon was this weekend. I should have gone. You should go. Is it? Okay. I recommend it. Anybody who's a fan. We are fan, trying to make a barbarian fantasy film, so I think I should probably be there. It's, it's really fun if you are even like a casual fan of, of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. And especially if you're a toy person, you should definitely go. It's not, it's, you, it takes you maybe about, a, maybe a few hours to get across the whole floor. How much um, was your table at PowerCon? Kevin would know. He okay. booked it. I'll talk to Kevin because a part of me is like, hmm, with this whole Hero of the Prophecy thing is, like, we're, we are trying to make this movie Geekscapists and we just uh, commissioned our work for it. Um, so I'm trying to think about it. That being said, if you guys make postcards or anything for Lusty Horde mm-hmm. or, or, I don't know, business, whatever you guys want, we'll put them out at the booth at Comic-Con. Thank you very much. What do you I guys think? I appreciate that. We, guys, they, yeah. we do have postcards. We'll have money. fresh ones. We'll make fresh ones make up. fresh ones yeah. with a discount code. I'm kidding. I don't know what you're buying. With a discount code for the nothing. <laughs> the, the free podcast. Extra free to subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did uh, do something um, when we were when we when the podcast first came out and we were trying to like get it pe- get it out to people. Um, I did do this thing on Facebook on Black Friday where I did a promotion on Facebook saying that today only you could subscribe for <laughs> free to the Lusty Horse. Did it work? Did it spike anything? Yeah, it did. Jesus. We actually did get some Jesus. People were like, well, don't want to pay to listen to that. Guess this is my <laughs> oh, window. I'll listen for free. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I might try that with Geekscape. <laughs> um, so do you want to play a clip? Yes. The Rusty Horde, do, should, should I go out with it? Do you want to put it on the back end of the episode? Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. This is okay. a this is a little bit of a, a sample of what you guys will get in the Lusty Horde. Um, and like I said, I 100% guarantee that you will that you will love it. And um, you can find Tim on Twitter now on Instagram. Yeah, on Instagram, the Tim Jennings. Uh huh. And then, on both. Uh, and then the Lusty Horde does it have its own website, or is it yeah, really the in- Lusty Horde has a, a website, lustyhorde.com. We're also on Twitter at the Lusty Horde. Cool. Um, and find us and check it out. You will love it because uh, I love you. <laughs> Geekscape is obviously we're Geekscape, and it's really helped a lot that you guys have been sharing the show, subscribing, um, letting your friends know about it. I love talking to people every week, as you can tell by this episode. Um, I love talking to people every week about stories and pop culture, and that's what this show is founded on. That's what the show has been for 12 years. I have no intentions of slowing down. Uh, I love doing it, and I love sharing it with you guys. So please share it with your friends, uh, and keep 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 pushing the show. It really, really, really does help a lot. Uh, and you guys are like our lifeblood, our community. Um, this is a clip for the Lusty Horde, and we will be back very, very soon on this very feed. I'll see you guys all also at Comic Con. Bye, guys. My horse, my horse, my horse. Stupid pile of wood. <sighs> Pops, why'd you saddle me with this burden? What am I supposed to do? Do you know how much money somebody offered me for this stupid pile of wood today? It's not worth it. It's just wood. Stupid wood, just stupid wood. Whoa, what the f***? Sometimes the hardest of decisions are made of the softest of wood, my friend. Holy sh**. 
you're a giant robot made of wood. What the f***? No, I am much more than that. Gaze upon me, for I am a plyborg. You're a what? I am part tree, part cyborg, part alien. And all awesome, dude. Oh, I like that last part. Thank you. We've been working on it for a while in the pile. I'm sold. If I'm your focus group, keep it.